Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. But definitely, I think that these smart speakers are a very intermediate technology. Voice has got way more potential than a smart speaker, a fixed object on the desk. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. My name's Carl Robinson and this is a very special episode because the script is flipped. That's right, I'm the guest of Kerry Roberts, the inimitable host of the Inside Voice Podcast. Today's episode was recorded at Project Voice on the 13th of January and it was a fantastic experience talking with Kerry. She is a great host. She's genuinely interested in the lives of her guests. That really comes across when you're talking to her. So hats off to her for that. We talk about my background. We talk about the many insights that I've gleaned from the conversations that I've had on this show, the technologies that I'm excited about, much, much more. I'm not going to give you a summary of everything because we're going to dive straight into it. It's a shorter episode than usual. So enjoy. Without further ado, here is my interview on the Inside Voice podcast. This episode is brought to you by Manning Publishing, an independent publisher of a huge range of software development books. At manning.com, you'll find books on all the technologies you need to learn in order to create world-class voice applications. All the books are available at manning.com. And right now, Voice Tech Podcast listeners get a massive 40% off all the books with the promo code podvoicetech19. So go check it out at manning.com. I've got another great event for you to put in your calendars. It's the Voice of Healthcare Summit. That's right. It returns to the Harvard Medical School in Boston, Massachusetts on August the 5th and the 6th. It's a two-day event presented by Bradley Metrock and the SCORE publishing team. So you know this is going to be a first-class event. And the topic could not be more relevant at this time of crisis. Many people are looking for uh, a more hygienic user interface and, of course, a turning to voice for this, uh, not to mention one that's more natural and accessible. Uh, so you're definitely going to want to check out the latest trends in voice in healthcare. Uh, to grab a ticket, just head over to voicetechpodcast.com slash voiceofhealthcare. And if you want to get 30% off the standard ticket price, enter the code voicetechcarl at checkout. Welcome back. We are here at Project Voice Live with the Inside Voice Podcast. This is Carrie Roberts. And I am with Carl Robinson, the host of Voice Tech Podcast. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on. Yes, I love having other <laughs> podcasters as well. So let's start with your background. So I had that you worked in IT, you did data science. What kind of got you interested in podcasting and voice tech? So I've got a bit of a startup background. I've launched a couple of little startups of my own. Uh, I was living in Beijing, so I worked as a product manager in a mobile health startup called Gather Health. And we built a chatbot for uh, diabetics, for remote patient engagements. So that was my first chatbot kind of experience, conversational interface. But the conclusion from that project really was that text was not engaging enough to get the diabetics to change their behavior. And we thought, wouldn't it be great if they can actually talk to this device? You know, there could be some emotion, some uh, interaction. So that was the first seed of an idea. And then I left Beijing and moved to France. I did a master's in data science. So that took, took two years. And for the internships, worked at uh, two companies. I worked at a speech analytics company called Bat Voice, who do call analytics for telephone audio. 
there I did a, I trained a model in TensorFlow for gender detection to tell the difference between a man's and a woman's voice. Then for my big project, I worked at IRCAM, which is a laboratory in France on voice emotion transformation. So it's basically adding emotion to the voice. So you train a model in Keras to make it more smiley or more angry or more surprised, uh, these kind of emotions. Wait, how do you do that? From a development standpoint, you can do that? Yeah, yeah. So you basically need a, what I use as a parallel database of uh, an actor, an actress, who was speaking the same phrase, which is why it's called a parallel database, in multiple different emotions. So she's acting it, she's saying it neutral, she's saying angry, she's saying the same thing in different emotions. You feed that into the model, it learns the, the characteristics of each of the emotions, and then you can add in a, another voice or a, her voice saying a, a different phrase, which the model hasn't heard before, and it can modify the signal, basically. So, that is, <laughs> you know, I hear that stuff and I get excited and I'm also like, it's a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little creepy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's that's coming. Yeah, yeah, you're like, it's coming, it's yeah. here, yeah. Uh-huh. So that's what really piqued my attention. Of course, that was around the same time that voice interfaces were really gaining in popularity. And I thought, well, this is a, a great industry to be in. It's a really exciting field. You know, I enjoy working in it. It uses my data science skills, but it's also very human. It, it involves that, that kind of interaction. You know, it made me think of my experience working with the chatbot. I thought, well, this is it. This is the tech that really solves that problem. I know it's an impactful technology. It can be used in health. It can be used in all sorts of different fields. So I thought, that's it. Yeah, I'm going to start working in voice. I took a little bit of a detour in that straight after that, I got a job as a data scientist, but unfortunately, they, they didn't have any work on voice. So <laughs> I worked for six months in a big company. It was a great experience learning to code, you know, like improving my coding. But I was pretty frustrated that I wasn't working with voice. So I left there. Meanwhile, the podcast was really taking off. Listen numbers were going up. Engagement was great. So I thought, well, you know, this is a, a great way for me to stay involved in voice and to grow the podcast and then hopefully get involved in some more IT projects and code some ideas of my own at a later date. So that's really the plan at the moment and uh, things are going pretty well. Yeah. So how long have you had the podcast for? I launched it April 2018, part-time, while I was doing my master's, doing it in the evenings, weekends, kind of tiring. I was releasing one episode every two weeks. Then uh, later in the year, I sort of launched the newsletter as a way to promote the podcast. Uh, newsletter started doing really well. And then over the last, I don't know when it was, maybe five or six months ago, I switched to weekly. Once I quit my full-time job, I had enough bandwidth to do a weekly episode, which really is a, you know, a lot of work, as you well yes, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quite... I have my own, I do this one, another way it is. Yeah, I see, you're prolific, yeah, you've got high output. So it is a lot of work, the editing and the, the release is more work than the actual preparation and recording, as again, as you know. But it's been great because it's a weekly thing, people can develop a habit around it. You get to speak to a lot more guests as well. I've got 10 episodes in my pocket that I'm struggling to release. I've got another 30 people in the queue waiting to record. I've got, you know, demands off the charts. So for me, it's all about monetizing it now, getting some more sponsorships, making it into more of a viable business because obviously I've got to live and I want to be able to put more money into marketing, spread the word, up the visitor numbers, etc. It's kind of a cycle that feeds itself. Yeah. So, and how did you get people to listen to your show? Because voice tech, you know, especially in the last couple of years has grown, but it was still new. I mean, I had Kane Sims on and he was funny because he was like, you know, I started my podcast and he's like, I wanted to do it on voice and nobody was doing anything. <laughs> and he was like, it was hard to find guests. And now you have a ton of people doing stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have to say the first five or six guests were people in my immediate circle. So there were researchers at the, the lab I was working at. There was uh, the CTO of Bat Voice who, you know, I did the internship at. He was the first one, Eric Bolo. But then after that, after about six or seven episodes, I just had people coming to me. I think one of the secrets is to focus on quality. Like, you've got to have good audio quality so it's not difficult to listen to. You've got to spend some time on editing it so it's not a pain. It's not, it doesn't drag on. You've got to have a decent jingle that's not too loud or annoying. All these things, you know, there's so much noise out there, so much choice that you really just got one chance to convert a listener to a regular listener. If you mess up, then that's it. You've lost them. And there is a lot of effort and a lot of cost involved in acquiring 
acquiring each user, right? So things like the newsletter do help. I've always been big on social. One of the things that I do that I think I do quite well is that I, I put processes in place. So when I'm doing a task, I'm always uh, taking comprehensive notes. I use Evernote, bullet points. I'm always revising them. So I have a very set process for everything that I do. I'm always re- revising it whenever I come up with you know, a better way to do it. And as soon as I feel like that's pretty standard, it's stable, I'm kind of wasting my time doing it. And now I, I need to delegate that to someone. So I hire a virtual assistant company in, in the Philippines. They're called Task Bullet. They're fantastic. I highly recommend them. They manage a stable of, of virtual assistants who are very diligent. They do my social media. Now I've, I've delegated even more. Now they do the podcast releasing for me as I've gained you know, trust in them. And really that frees me up to do a lot of more of the creative stuff, come on podcasts like this and yeah. come to events like Project Voice, which are fantastic. I love that. That's very smart. Mm. I am definitely a process person as well. Brilliant. I mean, it's, it, mm. it saves so much time. You become more efficient. You can do more of the stuff you like too, which is exactly. Voice Chops Tuesday is a weekly newsletter that helps you build better voice apps. Whether you're looking for research chops, dev chops or design chops there's something in there for everyone just go to voicetechpodcast.com slash newsletter and look forward to your tuesdays you as well as myself are talking to a ton of people on your podcast you've been at project voice all week what are you noticing what are some common themes that you're hearing sure so I'm asking the same questions of uh, the people that I've been interviewing. I've done seven interviews now since I've been here. One of them is that, you know, agencies are noticing their clients are moving from proof of concept projects from that come from the R&D budget, just to prove the point that voice is a thing and that it can help them, through to their full marketing budget. So I think there's definitely a, a movement there. There's a lot of optimism and the, the projects and the apps that people are building are now becoming more complicated, more integrated into the systems of the business. So that's really positive. You know, people are paying for, yeah. you know, full voice apps. But there's still a lot of uncertainty around discoverability. So clearly the the app model that people have transplanted from mobile into voice isn't working as well as people hope. There isn't a great app store. So that's still a bit of an open question. And there's, people have got different ways of tackling it, I think. I mean, there's the Bixby model and these component marketplaces that are envisioning a future that, that isn't individual apps. They're more components that you can revenue from, developers can earn revenue from by having them integrated into a, a larger experience that isn't direct invocations to these apps. I think that's really exciting. That could be one way that voice is improved. Another way is all these cross-skill promotions or being able to invoke some functionality from one skill to another. But definitely, I think that these smart speakers are a very intermediate technology. Voice has got way more potential than a smart speaker, or, you know, a fixed object on the desk. We can talk about some of the predictions for 2020. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you're hearing from the hearable space. I think, you know, what exactly. I get excited about is every person I've talked to, there's so many niches. Mm. So, you know, when you're talking about education or you're talking about cars or you're talking about fitness, you know, everybody's got this niche and they're figuring out how to use voice in a way that works for them. And to me, that's really exciting. You know, it just becomes more clear as a use case of what you can be doing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, really, the the world's your oyster. If you start to look a little bit broader and uh, you realize how many people are working in voice, it's incredible. I mean, I could do a podcast episode every week on a different subject. I never run out. (laughs) There's always a different angle. It's true. There's always something (laughs) you can add. It's true. So you were saying one of the things you wanted to talk about with some predictions you have for 2020. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm curious, you know, you, again, because you have an interesting background, so you're working in voice, kind of the development side, but then you're also talking to so many people. So you're getting a lot of information. So right. when you're thinking about 
those things as a whole, what are some of your thoughts for what voice is going to bring in the future? Well, first of all, I think a lot more people are going to be interested in learning the voice skills. And I'm seeing evidence of that everywhere. So there's really fast-growing interest. I've seen voice developers purchasing Udemy skills. I've got a list of courses on my site that people are going through. They're very affordable. They're 10 bucks to learn the basic skills of building an app. There is conversation designers. They're purchasing conversation design courses like Robocopy. Again, there's a link on my site for that. There's yeah, Robocopy's great. Had him on the show. Have you? So we'll, we'll, we'll post soon, or maybe I don't know when this will post. But yeah, he's doing great things for that space. He's doing great things. And it's a serious course. These are not Udemy courses that you can do in an evening. These are serious commitments that people are paying hundreds of dollars for. And they're selling, you know. So that really gives me hope that people are putting their money down. They've got optimism in the, the industry. And it's worth yeah. that time and investment. The other thing is, obviously, business people are asking more and more about voice now. We saw the SoundHound Guide at the end of the last year. Some of my comments went in there. That went. I did really well. We see the launch of Voice Masters by the Vixen Labs team. I know you're closely involved with James Porter. Yes, and um, Pragmatic Digital. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're great people. Again, everybody's so passionate about this education. So right. I think that, that that helps propel it forward. It does, yeah. I mean, I had a conversation yesterday with Zach Gerard from the Park University in Missouri. He hosts the Alexa Club for the students. <laughs> so in, literally, they're going on tour. <laughs> He's got a club. They build all these Alexa apps, and now they're going on tour, like showing them off and getting more people into the fold, as mm-hmm. well as they have their own they have their own app in the university. Obviously, I love you can ask it. what your scores are, you know, like what classes are coming up, like yeah. all these things. So, you know, we're seeing things at all levels, introducing people to the tech, people showing interest, people investing their time in learning it. So that's, that is a growing trend I think we're going to see more and more of. Yeah. Really positive. Some of the more exciting ones then about the thing that's most exciting for me are like the novel uses of the tech, like you're saying, it's so broad. So I've got four or five of these that I would say that for me are the most exciting. First of all, I would say biometric authentication. I had a second conversation with Alexi Kitrov from IDR&D yesterday. Such a cool tech. Basically, at the moment, as you know, smart speakers and uh, voice assistants, you have to log into them, right, to get your personal information, to get your own apps, to have anything that accesses your own data. You have to link it to your Amazon account or your Google Home account, whatever. But with biometrics, you could literally walk up to any smart speaker or microphone in the world, start talking, and with zero login, it would know who you are, it would grant you access to your data, to your own personal configuration, and off you go. And that's really important, I think, as well, because these are conversational interfaces. You and I are having a conversation now. If I wanted to just bring Lexi or Google Assistant into the conversation right now and just ask a quick question about, what's my calendar this afternoon? I couldn't, because I'd have to log into it, because it's your smart speaker. I couldn't do that on your phone. I can't just pick up your phone and log into your phone. Phones are very private. And smart speakers at the moment are kind of like that. They have these default open interfaces where I could ask general questions like I could ask a question about you know, a Google search or some Wikipedia or something but I can't access my personalized services and as you know personalization, contextual awareness so important for these voice assistants to be able to guess correctly what your intent is. So that is a huge one they're going to be more secure as well because they've got lifeness checks so I've been learning about these multimodal lifeness checks, they're going to have cameras looking at your face, making sure that you're moving in a lifelike way and it, they're not holding up a photo to trick it and at the same time listening to your voice, checking that against the database, as well as other sensors as well. So putting all of these inputs together to make sure it's you and that you're a real person yeah. accessing these and services. security is a big issue. I mean, from the consumer side, the business side, everyone's asking about it. So that's great to hear. We're hearing more exactly. that being worked on. That's right. Yeah. So, and then that- I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, 
along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voicetech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voicetech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for Voicetech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. Voicetech Pros also get high-quality episodes with no ads and studio-quality sound, and a chance to support the show, and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.